yeah, it's the DTC Podcast, people. The Real McCoy, original recipe. First in your ear hole podcast on dynasty trading and player value. Hosted by John Paul Hurley and Izzy Alcabas. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the DTC Podcast, the Dynasty Trade Calculator Podcast. We're really excited to have you back. This It's been like kind of a long break, Izzy, a little bit of a long break. Yeah, I guess we uh, we have rollover PTO days at DTC, so we've had eight years of saving up, and we use them all at once. <laughs> so it took an eight month hiatus. I feel like we Ross and Rachel. We were on like a break. We were on a break. We were. I don't know if we were allowed to see other people, but we were definitely on a break. <laughs> it's true. I'm glad we're back, though. I'm excited. Anyway, I am one of the hosts, John Paul Hurley. Joining me is the El Capas, like I mentioned before. Izzy, you're back in the saddle, man. Let's uh, let's do some dynasty stuff here. Let's do mm-hmm. some uh, podcasting once again, once more. Love it. Let's do it. I missed it, honestly. I missed you. <laughs> we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Right out of the gates, we're gonna we have a topic. This is gonna be a fun one. This is kind of like a little bit of an all timer. We've done this before. Uh, one of my favorite ones. It's kind of baked in, but it's like really good conversation. Fun to talk about this stuff. We're going to do the most traded players. If you happen to subscribe to the Dynasty Trade Calculator, you can actually click the Tradewire page. Uh, There's like a little bit of like a carousel that rotates the most traded players in the last 24 hours, 48 hours, the last week and the last month. Really cool information to see what leagues are doing. These are real trades that are being pulled in from uh, my fantasy football league and Sleeper. Um, So it's kind of neat to cover these and find out who's being traded and we'll have like a discussion on these. But before we do that, We'll probably go five deep, maybe more. I want to see, Izzy, if you can maybe guess some of them. So, like, we'll do, like, a little bit of a game show. How long are we doing? Over the last over the last month? Are we doing it let's over the do, last... Let's do the last week. So, since there's been some kind of hottish news in the last few weeks, let's just see what that has resulted in. Okay. So, if it's the last week, I'm going to guess for sure Dalvin and Zeke are on there. I, I will say you've got two of the top five. Okay. I will say that the remaining three are not guys that have had like recent super hot news like Zeke and Dalvin. Okay. Um, I will go with J.K. Dobbins. Eh. J.K. Dobbins is in the top most traded in the last 24 hours and the last month, but he does not appear in the most traded in the last week. Um, hints. Interesting. Two of the remaining three are running backs and one is a receiver. But who's number five? Let's start with five. Let's start with five, and then we'll count down from there after that. Okay. Coming in at number five, the fifth most traded player in the Dynasty Trade Calculator in the last one week is a wide receiver. I'll give you one guess. Uh, I'm going to say DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is an incorrect answer. The correct answer is Brandon Ayuk. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I would have never guessed that. And by the way, uh, yeah, I won't even say what the close, a close six with within three trades of uh, Brandon Ayuk was also Devante Adams. So very interesting. Okay. I'm going to run through a couple trades involving Brandon Ayuk so that we can maybe like uh, grade the trade. Um, And right out of the gates, here's a really good one too. This one was made in Day Traders Dynasty League. Um, and this is just to kind of give the listeners an idea of what kind of value Brandon Ayuk might be fetching. In the calculator, uh, under a 12-team PPR Superflex, I know Superflex doesn't matter, he comes in as an 
which is equivalent to like a mid to late first, right? Like a late first. This trade was made in the Day Traders Dynasty League, and the trade was Devin A. Chain and Brandon Ayuk for Austin Eckler, Marvin Mims, and a third round rookie pick in 2025, which is kind of irrelevant. So I'll just leave that off there. In the calculator, this came in at 31.5 to 30.9 in favor of the Eckler and Mims side, but right down mm-hmm. the middle. 30, it's like within 0.6 points, so like really kind of a a toss-up here. Which which side would you pick and maybe grade the trade? So Ayuk is probably the equivalent of like the 109-ish. I think that's probably about right. 109, 110. 109. Um, Eckler and Mims for A-Chain and Ayuk. God, that's hard. Um, I think in this case, I'd probably rather take the younger receiver and have the one or two year rental at running back than have the older receiver with the younger running back, which may only end up being one or two years of quality play. So yeah. in in this deal, I'd probably lean slightly to the Eckler side. Um Obviously, from a contender versus rebuilder lens, this changes a little bit. But assuming it's a relatively middle-of-the-road team, I would go with the Eckler, the Mims side of the package. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. What would you do? Yeah, that's I'm kind of stuck. Um, I, I feel like Eckler is a guy I'm moving away from. Uh, at 28, and I, I feel pretty good about my life if I can get A-Chain and Ayuk out of a deal for Eckler. I mean, obviously, Mims is kind of the sweetener, but um, I feel pretty good about getting this type of trade for Eckler. Um, so, I'm in. Okay, so this is how I look at it. I'm looking at a two-year window. Let's look at a two-year window. So, Brandon Ayuk is currently 25. In two years, he'll be 27. The value that he has right now will be significantly reduced. So if he's worth the 109 now, I feel like no matter what he really does over the next couple of years, once he starts hitting that age cliff where players start to kind of dry up from trade value, I'm guessing going into that year, his age 27 year, he's probably going to be worth less than what he is today, right? And then I look at Eckler in two years' time, same thing. Eckler's probably going to be in the, in the neighborhood of where, like a James Conner is today. So when Eckler is 30, he's probably going to be in the late, very, very late first, early second, probably closer to or early second than late first. So I kind of look at Eckler and Ayuk in a couple years' time, probably having similar values. Yeah, maybe. Where it changes for me is in two years' time, I'd rather gamble on the receiver than the running back. So I'd rather have I'd rather have a 23-year-old Mims than a 23-year-old A-chain. That's kind of how I'm looking at it, but you can make the case either way. And plus, and also for the next two years, the Eckler side, I think outperforms the Ayuk and A-Chain side because I think Eckler for the next couple of years could easily be top five for the next two years in a row. Yeah, this is eerily similar to the conversations we've had about Derrick Henry in years past. Um, and here we are, like Derrick Henry is a great use case, I would say. He's sitting at 29 years old. He's still at 20 in the uh, in the value ranking. So he's 16th for the running backs. 
Um, and by the way, just for mm-hmm. reference, Austin Eckler is number eight. Um, and coincidentally, both of them are the two oldest running backs in the top 20. Of running backs. Of running backs, yeah. So it's kind of, um, and obviously Christian McCaffrey, 27. Saquon Barkey, 26, kind of hot on their heels. But that 28 age cliff just kind of makes me uncomfortable. Uh, and maybe the, the right answer here is flexing Eckler away from your team for somebody that you feel a little bit better about than Ayuk and A-Chain, if it's uh, mm-hmm. Eckler and Mims. But personally, I, I think the value is real even on both sides. I just like the the youth, but I, I agree with your point. If you're win now, it kind of, you know, it makes total sense to to stick it out. And, you know, the, the thing with Eckler is I don't really know that it's just like Derrick Henry from what we've learned there. I don't know that you're able to, you're going to be able to trade him next off season very easily, you know? So he's not a very flexible asset. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I feel like this deal, if you're making it, you're not making it to flip Eckler next year. You're making it to say, I'm going to ride Eckler out. And then I'm hoping in a couple of years time, yeah, if you're receiving becomes him, yeah. a high end wide receiver too, right? That's kind of the view. Um, but he, I, I do feel like that side, Eckler gives you a better chance to win. So if you're looking for the, the, the bang on this, the, the, is the Eckler side. If, if, if A-Chain comes in and they're splitting carries in the Miami backfield and he's getting a third of the touches, this trade is awful for that side. You're kind of, yeah. we know what we're getting out of Eckler. We don't know what we're getting out of A-Chain. We know what we're getting out of Ayuk, and same thing with Marvin Mims. But Eckler's upside is far greater than Ayuk. So your starting lineup improves drastically. You're adding significantly more potential points, I feel, over the course of a season with Eckler. But if somebody wanted to say, hey, I'm a huge A-Chain fan, and I like having Ayuk, who is flexible to be traded over the next two years, that side does give you significantly more flexibility which I do like, yep. but I don't think enough to pass on the idea of Eckler inserted into your lineup. Yeah. Um, man, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this full list and my, my brain is just like latching onto the fact that there are one, two running backs in the top 80 that are 29 years and older in value. In the top 80? Derrick Henry being one of them in the top 80. Derrick Henry is the only 29-year-old one. Is it? Hmm. Who, who else could be in the... T- and actually, like, it's funny. It's, it's actually 81. The, the, the running back that's 30. Oh, there's a 31-year-old running back that's 66. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah, in the top 80. So there's a 31-year-old running back that's ranked 66 in running back value. And there's Derrick okay. Henry. I wonder if you can guess him. The, the one that's just outside the top 80 is Melvin Gordon. He's 30 years old. Okay. And yeah, like I said, there's a 31-year-old running back at 66. 31-year-old. I don't know how old um, Jamal Williams is. He's close. That's a good guess. He is 28. Is it is it Patterson? He's ranked, Cordell Patterson is ranked 74, so he is one of the ones in the top. 80. So that would be a correct guess. The and the other one's for sure McKinnon. McKinnon's one of them. Yep, it's Jarek McKinnon. Okay, but who is the other one? Uh, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, Patterson counts. Uh, Melvin Gordon was just outside. Let's see. It was um, Raheem Mostert. Oh, yeah. 
I always forget that he's old. Yeah. He just kind of quickly aged. Yeah. He's turning, he's, he's, uh, every one year he turns two more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, values fall off a cliff, as we know, um, pretty, pretty quickly. But I feel like Eckler, much like Derrick Henry, will still have good value next year. Probably not. Your market to trade him is very low, but at least he has still decent value. I I think he'll produce for a couple more years. Yeah. Valid. Here. Here's my final take on this. Yeah. I don't mind the idea of acquiring Eckler um, for a win-now team that you want. Like, you, ne- you need a running back that's going to produce probably guaranteed top five. But this is a very even-valued trade. I'm going to be charging the person giving me Eckler a tax, an old, uh, like an old ageism tax. Um, I, will, I would not be willing to give up this package uh, for Eckler and Mims. I, I, I would want to have some more on the Eckler side for me to want to take this. Uh, it, it's too close in value. There, it should be a little bit more, like because A Chain and Ayuk um, theoretically should be up on the uh, like rising up in value, while Austin Eckler is coming down. There's like a they meet each other on a graph, mm-hmm. um, and it, uh, and in in exchange, I would want to have um, some more value on the Eckler side to make that trade. Fair enough, but I don't mind the strategy. All right. Do you want to do another Eckler trade or another um, Ayuk trade, or should we move on to the to the number four? Let's go, let's go on to the next one. I don't think Ayuk is sexy enough for us to have a second trade with him. Yeah, I agree. The, the more deep we get into these, maybe the more trades we'll cover. That seems like it makes sense. Uh, the fourth most traded player in the last one week in the Dynasty Trade Calculator database. Coming at number four, it, it is a running back. I will give you the op, the uh, chance to guess this one since it's not one that you've already guessed. It's the uh, it's one of the four running backs. So so now now you know all four of the top four are running backs. Okay. Um, Kenneth Walker. It is not Kenneth Walker. It is Javante Williams. Okay. A very interesting one. Yeah, that makes, I mean, yeah, he got cleared recently, and yeah, I could see that. Um, several trades to choose from. Some of them are like really like four for three, like four players for three players or four assets for three assets. I'm trying to find something a little bit more simplified. My goodness. Okay, let's. here's a, here's a real simple one. This trade was made in the Apex Veterans Superflex Dynasty League. Um, also, this was actually today. This trade was made. The trade is Javante Williams, which comes in in the calculator at uh, a, a value of 24.6 in a 12-team Superflex. Um, plus Kyle Trask. Um, so the Superflex does count. And there's three 2024 fourths. I know you value those very highly, so I figured I'd mention those. Okay. And the trade is for Trey Lance and a 24 second. Hmm. Um, this comes in pretty clear cut for the Javante Williams side in the calculator, 28.1 to 17.1. Um, but this is an example of somebody who probably believes in Trey Lance and is making a move to acquire him with uh, some pretty significant value. Yeah, I think I think this side, or this trade, I, here's the thing. I don't mind this trade in in concept, but I don't like the execution of this. Like, if you like the idea of Trey Lance, you can make this trade. I'm selling Javante. I think 
He's going to be in a split backfield with Pirine this year. Um, and then historically, it, does, does Sean Payton really give one running back all the touches? How are they going to use Javante? I'm guessing he's going to be more of the receiver of the two, which is going to be good for fantasy value. Um, but with his durability issues coming off the knee injury, I don't mind getting out from under Javante Williams. But if you're going to, if you're going to take Trey Lance, you're going to need more than what you're getting here. I think yeah, train a second. That's too, too little. Train a second just isn't enough. I, I'd want another, uh, another dart throw. Um, not even a dart throw, another player of decent value that will bridge that gap because at this point the likelihood of trey lance being anything is pretty low so he's a he is a he is a legitimate dice roll yeah i need something a little bit more which could also be a dice like a sky more you give me a a sky more in there now we're talking where that sky more could ascend to being a wide receiver too and now it's if Trey Lance bottoms out, at least it's Javante versus Sky Moore, and I have a rookie pick, a second round rookie pick later on. I can see myself, I can see that being a trade that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is very light. So it's going to be the Javante side for me. Um, I guess I could see somebody wanting the Trey Lance in the second round pick side here, but it's just, it's not a good investment, right? You're just underselling Javante Williams here. Thoughts? Yep, totally agree. Don't think we need to dive into this too much more. Uh, it's quite easily the Javante Williams side. Um, significant value there. And if you like, if you're acquiring Javante and giving up Trey Lance, and you have a quarterback position to fill, I think you could probably acquire a better quarterback than Trey Lance that you just lost the the vacant quarterback position on your team. You could easily acquire a better quarterback than Trey for Javante. So I think that was just kind of a a little bit of a miss from the team that traded away Javante to receive Trey Lance, but um i get it like he he might have been hard up for a quarterback so i'm like my brain imagines scenarios where a team would actually make this um so that kind of makes some sense i i get it but i wouldn't do it but i get it yeah all right that's pretty good for javante i was looking through the rest of these trades and literally they're all like five for fours and six for threes and that's just too much too many pieces to try to break down and evaluate so we'll move on to the next one Coming in at number three, the, the third most traded player in the Dynasty Trade Calculator database uh, is one that you've already guessed, Ezekiel Elliott mm. uh, in the top three with the, the hot news there. Zeke's definitely spiking up. A lot of people are moving away and moving to him. Um, and these trades are going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see what your thoughts are in these ones. There's a Debbie or a, a, an IDP one that I won't um, say on the show here, but the first one is. And, and I want to ask you, this is like a two-part question. This trade was made by Farrell's Finest Best Ball Dynasty League. I don't know if the best ball makes much of a difference here. But it's Ezekiel Elliott for a third, a 2024 third, and it's selected as a mid. And here's, uh, here's the two-part question. I don't know if many teams would be willing to give a second for Zeke. He's probably worth a second. I'm not sure how many teams would give a second for him. He's worth a second, but he's definitely really worth just, a second. Yeah. yeah, he's worth a second, but only to contender three or four teams that yeah. are willing to do it. Right. So he's only worth a late second. And a late second is really just a few teams in your league. And those are usually the ones that 
are pretty obvious, yeah. right? Uh, so I, if I was a contender, I probably wouldn't give up a late second for Zeke. And that's why this is interesting because it's it's like this. I I can just imagine this is probably and this is made today. By the way, I can imagine there's like a negotiation like. This person probably shopped Zeke around. He's probably rebuilding or, you know, he's not quite a contender. And he's ready to get out from under Zeke. So I bet he shopped him around for a second everywhere. Couldn't get anyone to bite. And that's just what the market value is for this league, you know. So he probably accepted uh, as early of a third as he possibly could to get Zeke off his team. Yeah, I could, I could see. And it is best ball, which I'm surprised that it only – that nobody would bite for a second because best ball – Having a Zeke in there, I guess it really depends on some of the formatting in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, how many starters and all of that. But you could make a case that Zeke in a... Uh, I, wish, I wish I knew more about this best ball league. I know. Because it definitely would, would help me. But I've, I'm taking Zeke here for a third in just about any league. Um, yeah. They're just so easy. It's so easy to get a third and a throw in deal elsewhere so you can replace that pick anytime yeah uh so yeah. i think this side pretty easily zeke and i'm not a zeke guy yeah um, same. or i was but not anymore but you're not a third guy either so i am i'm not a third guy i like picks but i'd rather have zeke at this point yep i agree and i think that maybe this might um benefit some listeners but maybe if you're if you're contending and the team that has Zeke is maybe not super strong contender. Maybe just float out a third. You know, just kind of. I don't know that that's insulting. Um, the person that has Zeke, I, I've got a uh, a team in one of my original original dynasty leagues. His name is his team is named after Zeke. So I don't I don't know that a third would get him off of a team that's named after Zeke. This guy probably still values him. You know, in the <laughs> in the same realm of where Zeke was years ago, but. Um, it, it might not hurt just to kind of toss out maybe even two thirds. I think that might be something that could be more enticing for somebody that might be willing to get rid of Zeke. Yeah, like a two thirds. I would I would say that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Ze- Zeke is interesting too because he has even if Stevenson gets hurt, I don't know if he has standalone value. Like I don't think they're gonna just be like, okay, well Zeke's our guy. I feel like they'd bring somebody else in or still rotate. I, I think Zeke is probably going to be more used in – he's a really excellent pass blocker. So I could see him being used in those situations. Uh, I could see him being used in the goal line, like short yardage stuff. Yeah, he's the he's Bill Belichick's new LeGarrette Blunt, right? Yeah, I could see that. But LeGarrette Blunt did have a couple banger seasons. Yeah, it was all touchdowns, yeah. So it could be, it could be a Zeke thing. Yeah, I just I think his I think it's going to be pretty limited. I can't imagine Zeke catching a bunch of passes in this offense, so I, I don't see much standalone value even if Ramondre gets hurt. So I, I don't feel as he's a strong handcuff, but he's at least serviceable. I think he's going to generate enough touches and enough touchdowns to be a you know a flex play. Well, especially in a best ball, yeah. Like you said, there there might be games where he'll get into the end zone two or three times, and you know that'll be a nice little lineup sweetener for a third round pick that you gave up for him. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, 
Um, the next, so I'm going to do one more trade with Zeke. We'll move on to the next player. This one is a little bit interesting to me, but uh, like maybe more interesting than the, than the third round pick. It's exactly the same value, but it's a player. It's Ezekiel Elliott for Deuce Vaughn. So Deuce Vaughn carries the exact same value as a mid-2024 third at 1.8. And by the way, Zeke comes in at 5.4 in the calculator. So this is more, Zeke's value is more than double that pick and Deuce Vaughn. Um, I think this is probably going to be the same type of flow as the last one, Izzy. Would you probably say Deuce Vaughn pretty, pretty easily um, is not going to stack up to Zeke? You'd probably take Zeke in this one, right? Uh, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Zeke here as well. I, I think this is very clearly a, if you're contending, it's Zeke. If you're rebuilding, you take a shot on Deuce Vaughn. I think Deuce Vaughn as a mid third, 2024 mid third valuation is probably appropriate. So you're definitely not giving up an early third or a late second for Deuce Vaughn. I think that's a little reckless. Yeah. Uh, he could act, end up having significantly more value than that if it ends up playing out. But there's a lot of guys that gain some steam. They have camp hype. They get, People get excited over them, and they just don't ever meet those expectations in regular season. Yep. So the excitement that people have for him now, he's still worth a mid-third at best, I feel like, right now. Yep. So it's still Zeke at this moment. But I can see that shifting. in By week one, depending on Deuce Vaughn's role, this could end up being a horrible trade for the Zeke side. Like if Deuce Vaughn is used at the, with the same amount of workload as Zeke in terms of touches, but Deuce Vaughn's touches are probably going to be more quality, just higher quality. Yeah, higher quality touches. Um, this could look ugly in a, in a couple weeks, but as of right now, you got to you got to land on the Zeke side here. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. It's the upside versus the yeah, and Ezekiel Elliott, like you know what you have in that. And like even if he blows up for a couple touchdowns, I think his value might waver significantly, but or or insignificantly. Uh but if Deuce Bond blows up being a twenty one year old, that's uh, a lot different, you know. Um it's, it's he's got much more upside, I think. Um but uh, again, Zeke easily. Zeke at this point is probably very similar. He's he's just a more expensive or he was trying to be a more expensive Jamal Williams. Yeah. You know, Jamal Williams did have a great season, but Jamal Williams usually in a normal year is going to be like a four to 500 yard guy with you're hoping to get eight or nine touchdowns out of him. Mm -hmm. For sure. So I think that's kind of what you're expecting out of Zeke. With like Jamal Williams role, the idea is, is in theory, it's it's great. You want him to be the goal line guy, but throughout the course of his career, he hasn't been that up until this last year. But your best case scenario, I think, for Zeke is what Jamal Williams probably should be in New Orleans. Yeah. Right? Because Jamal Williams went from like one or two, or maybe three touchdowns, four touchdowns to like 15 or, I don't know, 16, 17, a massive touchdown rate last year. So when I say Jamal Williams, I don't mean it Jamal Williams of last year. I mean it just Jamal Williams is what you expect out of a Jamal Williams over the course of a career. Man, you said Jamal Williams a lot. He's going to love that. JW. You, you, you had some hate for him for a while. In fact, I think your pinned tweet is still like some shade on Jamal Williams, but he's kind of a cool cat, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't about. It was more about Aaron Jones than it was yeah. about Williams. Like, sure, he, Aaron Jones is so much better, but they just they just kept rolling Jamal Williams out there and just splitting carries. It drove me crazy. Yeah, makes sense. All right, moving on to the second most traded player in the Dynasty Trade Calculator database, coming in at number two. You've already guessed uh, one of one of the last two, so it's going to be kind of a a little bit of a anticlimactic finish here. Number two is Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, interesting. Okay. Would you have guessed that? Uh, no. No, I probably would have said like a Rashad White or a, a Cam Akers, something like that. Yeah, and Pacheco came in with just one more trade than Ezekiel Elliott. So um, Elliott, obviously that hot news made him rise towards the top. Um, and by the way, by the uh, when we finish up with these, I will kind of run through like the top five, five, top five most traded in each of the other time frames. We won't cover them in detail, but just uh, out of curiosity, I want to see where the where they are. So Isaiah Pacheco been in, has been involved in quite a number of trades. Here's one that was in the Freak Eleven Dynasty League yesterday, uh, and this is cool. This is it's a two for two, uh, very even in value. So I'm curious to see where you go with this. It is. Kind of like shaking up your team. It's Cam Akers and Isaiah Pacheco, both, for Rishi Rice and Dalton Kincaid. Um, the calculator has this very even within 1.5 points of each other, 21.3 to 19.8 in favor of the Pacheco Akers side. That can't, unless it's, is it one, is it tight end premium? Um, it's 12 team PPR super flex. Let me see here. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid comes in at 13.8. It doesn't have tight end premium Okay, so it's selected. not tight end premium. So non-tight end premium, if you select tight end premium, does it turn it on? Um, I think so. Here, let me see if I can open up a new window because I don't want to... I wonder. I wonder if this trade is... Because t- if it's tight end premium, this is not a fair trade. If it is standard, then... I think it's probably pretty close. I don't. I'm guessing this trade won't populate in tight end premium because it's it was made in a non tight end premium league, so I won't see it. Um, Can we okay. confirm that? I toggled on tight end premium. Yeah, th- this trade does show up also in tight end premium. So I wonder if it's just the flag missing oh, here. But okay. in tight end premium, it's 26 to 21.3 in favor of the Dalton Kincaid and Rishi Rice side. So that's it's missing another second, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to, do we want to talk about this in non-tight end premium? I feel like in tight end premium, it's the Kincaid side. In non-tight end premium, it's basically, I mean, you're still probably taking the Kincaid side slightly, but I, f- I feel like we just get, Dalton Kincaid might be a very, very good player, but I'm always skeptical of of rookie tight ends. And it's mm-hmm. like, for instance, this year, we're doing the same thing that we do every single year. Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, and now Luke Musgrave are all the tight end ones on the team. And people expect them to come out and perform as such right out of the gates. Doesn't often And happen. historically speaking, zero will probably come out of the gates cooking year one. At best, I think we're looking at one. And if this is, if two of them come out of the gates cooking, this is historical. It's a historical class, right? Um, so Cam Akers is interesting because he has the backfield all to himself. 
this year. They did very little to bring any sort of competition for him. It's still Kyron Williams and it's Zach Evans, and it's him. So I think Cam Akers, and they've held they held on to him despite all of the BS that he had with the trade stuff and McVeigh and the doghouse and coming off the Achilles. Like they could have easily cut bait with Cam Akers and they didn't. The fact that they didn't tells us tells us that they really like him as a player. Mm-hmm. So I think he's probably one of the best values in all of Dynasty at the running back position. If you're looking for, and I'm, we're kind of getting off topic from going from Pacheco to Acres, but we're talking about this trade in the whole. If you're looking to get a little bit younger, but still looking to produce and get a pick out of it, I don't hate the idea of pivoting off of an older running back and getting Cam Akers plus or even like a, a Josh Jacobs or a Jonathan Taylor. Like if you want to get out for under Jonathan Taylor, I don't hate trading Jonathan Taylor for Cam Akers plus. Yeah. Plus something really good. Uh, so I think Cam Akers is relatively undervalued in Dynasty. In one in non tight end premium, I don't hate taking the Cam Akers side here. For me, like Pacheco and Rice are a wash. Uh, I'd probably rather have Rice slightly, uh, just because I don't think Pacheco has the staying power at the running back position. But in non tight end premium, I just don't know if Kincaid has the production to make a difference at the position. So I can go either way there. I'll probably slightly lean Cam Akers. Um, I think he gives you a better chance to actually win at, win a league in non-tight end premium. Then if it is tight end premium, it's easily the Kincaid side. Yep. Yep. I agree with all that. I, I, um, I've been burned by rookie tight ends so many times in my dynasty history. I just... Uh... I can't put a lot of stock in inside of a, a rookie tight end anymore. I just uh, can't. And even if he blows up, uh, I'm still going to have the same point of view. I'm, I'm not going to. Almost as a rule of thumb, this is like I think everybody has like their own rules as they get more experience of dynasty. And one of my core rules and my core, like it's almost like a past trauma. I feel like uh, that has developed <laughs> yeah. my core rules is I do not trade significant pieces for tight ends. You know, um, if, if they happen to fall to me at a certain position in a draft, I might consider it, but I will not give up a, a significant asset for a tight end, uh, rookie tight end. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah, and, and we, we've, seen it, we've seen it before with tight ends. We saw it with Noah Fant was a good one, good example of that. Hawkinson was a good example of that. Like, it took him a while to really get going. Like, he didn't come out cooking right out of the gates um you know so i I think and not oj howard was being taken if you remember the oj howard it was oj howard evan ingram oh yeah wasn't that that class what was that class it was oj howard evan ingram uh, oh, David and Joku, I think, 2017 also was part of that tight end class. So uh, OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, David and Joku. Okay. So, and Joku took forever. OJ Howard never, I mean, never happened. 
Uh, and he was the highest drafted of the three. I, I can't recall which ones were drafted higher than the others, but he never panned out. You have Ingram, who had a good rookie season and then went four years without doing much of anything, getting hurt, and then he finally had a resurgence last year. And then you date back to like the Eric, Eric Ebron days. He never really put it together. And he was drafted, God, I don't even remember what pick he was. He was in the top six or seven, I want to say. What draft pick was was Eric Ebron? Like number 10 or something. Yeah, he was 10th. 10th overall. Wow. And, it's, and it's just, it, he was supposed to be the, the thing, the it. And it, it never happened. So the same excitement that we had for Kincaid, we've had before with O.J. Howard. We had before with, with Eric Ebron. We had with Noah Fant oh coming God. out. So I just, I don't know. I, I tread lightly with the tight ends. Um, but Kincaid could be, could be the next it. But we've, we've said that a thousand times prior. Listen to this 2017 NFL draft for tight ends, okay? Mm-hmm. O.J. Howard, David Njoku, um, Evan Ingram. And then there is a, a couple people that failed a little bit, like Adam Shaheen, Bucky Hodges, Jordan Leggett, um, and then Gerald Everett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jake Butt, best of the rest. Um, Jeremy Sprinkle. I remember the. I like that Jake Butt and Jeremy Sprinkle were in the same draft because it, it, it was Butt Sprinkle, and I, I don't know why I like that. Um, but <laughs> but the there is one really big named tight end that came out of this draft in the later rounds. And this is the draft. And no, it's George not John Smith. John Smith is in this one. Yes, it is George Kittle. Was it, was it George Kittle? Yeah, I remember taking him in the fifth round. I remember that. Uh, John Smith was also in there. Blake Jarwin. Like, man. Yeah, John. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all guy, a lot of, a lot of names that had hype and they just never panned out. Yep. Um, yeah, George Kittle is the best of the whole group. and. He was undrafted in most dynasty leagues coming out. That's insane. All right. I think we need to move on to the well, – should we do one more trade? Let's see here. Um, that was one trade with Isaiah Pacheco. Let's see if there's any other good ones, any juicy ones in here. Yeah, this one's not bad. Uh, this one's pretty cool. So this one was made – by the way, that first one was made in a um, yeah, Freak 11 Dynasty League. Um, and this this one was made in the – Buffalo Commission's Dynasty League just two days ago. And team one with Isaiah Pacheco is Isaiah Pacheco, a second and a third. These are 2024 seconds and thirds. This is a this is a league that hasn't had their draft yet because there's a current 2023 picks on the other side. So Pacheco, a second and a third, future second, future third, for the rookie 109. Now this this comes in at 15.1 to 18.3 in favor of the 109 pick, so it's pretty firm. But mm-hmm. giving up a, a first round pick for for that package. Yeah, no, I mean I I don't like trading first. I, I'd need something more. I think if this is if this is one eleven, you can start to have that conversation. Um, for me, yeah. I still wouldn't. I'd never. I just don't like acquiring running backs. Yeah. Um, a second, a third, even a, I think a third is just kind of a throw in there. If you did, if you did a, um, this would be an unbalanced trade that I would toggle on, which 
you mentioned it's within three points, but if I did a unbalanced trade on this, I'm guessing it'll be within six or seven point difference. Yeah. Um, which then you would need like a 202 to justify this trade. I think yep. this deal, Pacheco, a mid second and a mid third, is probably a 112 in between the 112 and 201. There's always that little gap there. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the the line is. So for me, this is where I start to look at uh, A-Chain and Kendra Miller territory. And you could say, yeah, I'd rather have Pacheco the second and third over either of those two players. You can make the argument one way. I mean, I can see both sides of that fence. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into like the Zay Flowers at 111, I th- I'd rather have Zay Flowers than Pacheco a second and a third. Right, so there is a little bit of a drop off there from the 111 to 112 this year, but the 109 for me is out of the question, especially when you're stacking the, you know, the three nickels for a quarter on 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 this side. So three nipples. I think pretty easily the one three nipples for a quarter. So I think pretty easily the 109. Um, also agree. Don't have much to add to that, um, especially considering this is probably a league where the draft is either currently happening or happening very soon. Obviously. Um, so that's just driving up the value of that pick even more, considering it has even, uh, it's not probably, you know, it could be like on the clock. So got to get more for that pick than that. Um, there aren't any other compelling trades with Pacheco. So we'll move into the final and most traded player in the Dynasty Trade Calculator database in the last one week, Delvin Cook. And he's by far and away above everybody else, um, 20 or 30 trades more in the database. With uh, obvious reason. And there's uh, a, a number of compelling trades that we can cover here. I'm very interested to see what you think on some of these ones. The first one coming in from the Void Dynasty League just a couple of days ago. It's Delvin Cook and a mid-2024 second or Jordan Addison. So Cook and a mid-second or Addison. Um, the calculator has it 16.6 to 21.7 in favor of Addison. No, I think this is pretty e- easily Addison. Yeah. Um, Even with the the uh, the speedy, the driving 120 miles an hour with his doggy, yeah, that's pretty okay. easily Addison. Like I, I I wouldn't even flinch on that. Yeah. By the way, the the I gotta say this is a shout out to our artist that makes our headshots. The the digital artist for the that are, makes our headshots made uh, Jordan Addison's headshot looks phenomenal. Like if you have a subscription to the calculator, punch him in there. It's such a cool headshot. It makes me. Uh, Maybe you want to get his jersey or something. He's a pretty cool headshot. This is a little bit more interesting. Um, a, a few days ago, this trade happened. This is kind of in the same pocket as the conversation we had about Zeke, where Zeke is probably not worth a second, but definitely worth a third. So there's some there's middle ground there. This one is a an early 2024 second or Delvin Cook. I'm taking the early second. You are? I, I okay. Don't... I'm not. T- I'm not touching Dalvin. Like I just. I don't. I, I don't see the upside in having Dalvin, especially with Brees there. I, I, you're just looking at a pure split backfield. You're getting maybe one or two RB three years, and I, I don't view him landing in New York. I don't view him much differently in value than than Zeke in New England. Yeah. He may have a bigger role to start the season and it might be a good flip opportunity, maybe if somebody's willing to pay for it after that. I'd rather 
go after Zeke at half the cost. Yeah, that's true. So non-starter for me, I'm taking the early second all day. That's interesting, yeah, because the value is pretty significantly on the Cook side. But yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, this is what we were talking about. Like, Delvin Cook's value is clearly on the decline. His situation isn't great to produce a ton of fantasy points. And obviously, a pick is, has insulated value that'll never, you know, that'll never depreciate, like we've always talked about. So, interesting. Yeah. That is it for the most traded player segment. I Like I said, I did want to go through really quickly. I'm guessing you're putting up some polls. You may want to talk about those two before we finish up here, but... I already put put up the polls as we were going. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna really quickly cover the top five most traded in each of the other time frames. So the top five most traded in the last month: Alexander Madison, Isaiah Pacheco, also at number two, just like he was in the last week. DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, and Cortland Sutton all rounding out the top five in the last month. The top five most traded in the last 48 hours: Rashad Bateman. Amari Cooper, Cam Akers, Trevor Lawrence, and Ramondre Stevenson. And the top most traded in the last 24 hours, Brandon Cook, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Swift, and Damian Harris. Interesting. Uh, very interesting. So it's that's, so funny uh, how the, the, the teams, the, all the, depending on the, the month or the, the day, week, month, 24 hours, they're all different players. I agree. You think there'd be crossovers, but. Uh, no, I mean, each of them kind of have, they're, they're like, there could be one that has number four and then number six on a different list. Like there, there's commonalities among the list, just not all in the top five. Hmm. Okay. So for the, for the polls, we'll start with the first one we did. So right now there's only 81 votes on it, but the Eckler Mim side is up. 65 to 35. Does that right. seem off to you? 65 yeah. to 35 there. Um, so slight favor to the Eckler Rim side. The Javante Trey Lance. I'll actually let you guess. So what do you think that one the percentages are? Um, read the trade again for us. Javante Williams and Kyle Trask for Trey Lance in a 2024 second. Um, Twitter once loved Javante Williams, so I'm going to say significantly on that side, 67 for Javante. Close. I guess 84%. So landslide. Man. Lance, landslide. I get it. Lance, Trey Lance, landslide. landslide. So Dalvin in a 2024 second or Addison. Oh, yeah, that's going to be like. There's only 36 votes. Okay. So. Not not a lot of votes so far, but what would you have it at? Yeah, maybe that one shouldn't be as bad as we thought. Um, no, that's that's the Addison one. No, I was thinking the the Delvin and the Delvin for the early second one would be more compelling. This one would be stupid to even poll. I I mean, people might you might. I lose just followers. wanted to see how I wanted to see how bad it is. Yeah, you're gonna lose followers. It's gonna be 100 to zero. No, I don't. I don't. I could. I couldn't care. Any. You, you, I know you care. Yeah, at night you go and like <laughs> curl up into a ball and think about like the one or two followers you lost because of a silly poll. <laughs> so it is. Did you want to guess what it is? Yeah, one. I said one hundred to zero. Oh, you're actually close. Ninety-four to six. <laughs> God, who is voting for Delvin Cook? And like, 
Is it Delvin Cook that's voting for Delvin Cook? He's got like a bunch of count and like mean, fake accounts. Maybe maybe somebody likes that. Maybe somebody likes Delvin Cook. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Anyway, that's interesting. So, yeah. Um, and then Deuce Vaughn is ahead of Zeke in that um, poll as well. Interesting. But I'm not surprised on Twitter to see that just because the Deuce Vaughn hype. Yeah. But I think in a normal setting, you're not going to get. So Twitter is any sort of camp hype that somebody gets is going to skyrocket that player's value. Yeah. Like right now, I think today, if I if I put up a poll with Kayshawn Booty versus a veteran receiver, which would have been a landslide a week ago, is now going to be in favor of Booty because he got the um the booty. He got the booty. No, he got the. uh, (laughs) <laughs> he got the hype. He did get the hype. He's, that's what he's got. Cool. I like that. That's yeah. very, very well rounded look at the most traded uh, with the extra credit of some polls. I think we can probably wrap things up there unless you've got some final thoughts for us. Words of wisdom. Uh, no, I think um uh, glad to be glad to be back. I think uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm sure we'll find some more compelling stuff. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. The main handle can be found at FF Dynasty Trades. You can find Izzy at DTC underscore Izzy E. Uh, and the producer, Jonathan Mosier, is at DTC underscore John Mosier. And you can find me at FF Hercules. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. We'll try to be more consistent more than once every eight months. Promise, maybe once every six months. I don't know. Yeah, we were. did you feel like we were rusty? Rusty. Uh, maybe a little bit. Not so bad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Consistent, consistent, and ru- crusty. We'll go with crusty. How about that? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening from Crusty the Crown. Have a nice day. Bye.